Hello, those of you who decided to stay after class for a chat. As you'll see, this is a separate add-on episode called After Class Chat. And I kind of copied off somebody, and I don't mind giving a shout-out to them, because everybody knows I love them. The Captain and Nick from True Crime Garage, my favorite podcast. And they do something similar. It's called Off the Record. And what they do is they record their episode, then they go on talking, just kind of like amongst themselves about stuff. And those episodes are like premium on Stitcher, I think it is. You have to pay for the premium to get those episodes. So I thought I'd do the same thing, but I'm not charging you any money for it, obviously. I'm just adding it on after the episode so that if you want to listen to it, you can. If you're like, oh, I don't want to hear her sitting bullshit about her stupid shit, then you don't have to listen to it. And I don't have anybody to talk to other than Nathan. And sometimes I get something on my mind that I want to discuss. And this is a fun way to do it. I will actually try to keep to a topic. And I love Winion's interact, Winion's comment about, you know, stuff that we talk about and questions and whatever um, makes it very interactive. Today's topic is books. And I love books. I've loved books all my life, as long as I can remember. And as long as I can remember, I've been a book pig. I just like to hoard them and amass them. And I love the feeling of... There, and there's actually something, I don't know if it's scientific, but I'm not the only person. It's not just my imagination. Something very comforting about being surrounded by a bunch of books, like I am now. I'm in my den. Last time I counted, I had over 2,000 books, and I'm not going to count again. There's there's too many. They're everywhere. There's so many, they don't even fit in this room. I have a whole bunch in the kitchen in, like, plastic bins. And um, my ex-boyfriend called me a hoarder, and um, I came back with the famous line, it's not hoarding if it's books. So if you are a collector of books like I am, and anybody ever calls you the H word, just use that line. It's not hoarding if it's books. And even when I was little, when I would go in, into the library, I would. it feels almost like going into church, like this just sacred space. Like It just feels so comforting, but exciting at the same time. Like, like look at all those books. They're like, they're all screaming, read me, read me. And when I go into a bookstore now, it's like the same feeling, only they scream, buy me, buy me. And unfortunately, I, um, I listen to them and I, I like to think I'm rescuing them or saving them from sitting on a bookshelf forever. You know, take them home and give them love. And anyway, I've been reading a lot lately and... I've been watching a lot of, there's a lot of YouTube videos on books, all kinds of people that, and I, I kind of just got into it, so I don't really have any favorites yet, but they review specific books, or they'll say like, okay, these are the books I've read this past year and what I thought of them, or I just watched one, actually I just watched two, on classics, like what different people recommend as far as classics. And I love 
hearing people's opinions on books and talking about books like what are your favorite books what are your favorite authors blah 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 which genres do you like so let me know what kind of books Ian's like your favorite authors your favorite kind of books I have a whole lot of favorite kinds of books there's actually very few kinds that don't interest me and well I like the, my very first books that I loved was mysteries Nancy Drew's and then I read all the Hardy Boys. I still have them all. They're like very treasured things. And then I got into Agatha Christie when I was, I don't know, 11 maybe. And I loved her and then I, I got all her books. And mysteries were my first love, I guess you could call it. And nowadays I think you call them more crime fiction or police procedurals, which love. And I, I love a lot. I don't know why. A lot of my favorite series are English or Irish or, or take place in Scotland. The, uh, like, uh, some of my favorite authors are Ian Rankin, Patricia Gibney, Val McDermott, she's Scottish. I don't know what it is about, I mean, I think it's just a coincidence, but it, it was funny. A lot of times I'll, if I really like a book, I'll give it to my mom to read. And I gave her one of these books. She's like, I don't understand this. I'm like, what don't you understand? She's like, well, the language. I'm like, for fuck's sake, it's English. It's not like it's Chinese. She's like, well, you know, I don't understand their words or whatever. And I don't know. I've read so many books that are like set in the UK that it just doesn't even really register to me anymore. Like, I know what these words mean. And um, I love how the... <laughs> The Irish, they say feck instead of fuck. They'll be, you know, fecking this and that. And the English are like, oh, bloody hell or blimey or something. But even if I come across a word that I don't know, I can figure it out by the context. So I don't have that problem. But I love police procedurals, things about crime, about cops. My favorite author is John Sanford. He does the Prey series with Lucas da Davenport. So he would, like right now, he's like my absolute favorite. But I like, I've been getting more into horror books. I've always liked Poe. I've been getting into Lovecraft. Never cared for Stephen King. Probably like the only person in the world, I think. Uh, when I was, I don't know, a teenager, I, I read Carrie. And I just couldn't get into it. I, I don't know. But... I like the gothic horror, like, when I was a kid, one of my favorites was Dracula, and that is such a good book. I just love that. It's one of my all-time favorites, and I like nonfiction, like biographies, memoirs. I like biographies or autobiographies about everybody from royalty to porn stars. I, I just like to see how other people live. I love biographies about presidents. I have like a whole bookcase full of, well, my bookcases are divided into topic. I have my classics bookcase and I have like the nice leather bound classics. The history, history actually takes up two because it's something I love. I actually have two whole shelves on Watergate. 
I have this, I think it's an autistic thing, how we zero in on one particular thing and we're like fascinated by it and we want to read everything we can about it. Mine is Watergate, or one of mine, and everybody who was even remotely connected to Watergate has written at least one book. And I think I have all of them. And this happened in 1972, in case you're not familiar, the famous scandal that brought down President Nixon. And I thought of doing actually an episode on it, but I thought, no, because it's so complicated. Like, there, there's so much involved. Everybody in his administration was dirty. J just about everybody. There's like a couple people that weren't. And this was all between, besides the burglary, the actual burglary itself, to the people who directed the burglary, who, of, of course, at the top was Haldeman, who was Nixon's chief of staff. All of this stuff. It's like this vast network of uh, dishonest people, and it's just so fascinating to me. But I don't think I could narrow it down to, even like if I did four episodes on it, there's just so much. You know, I couldn't even begin to scratch the surface of it. There's certain cases out there, or crimes, or things that interest me, but due to the complexity of them, I don't know if I could handle them. One that I'd really love to tackle, but it's, it would be huge, is the Manson family, because there's so much there, and it just absolutely fascinates me. And one of the reasons for that, and I hate to whine about this, is one of my medicines I take has really messed with my brain to like I can't think like I used to and sometimes I have trouble concentrating or thinking or I don't know but I think if it was like before I started taking that I've been on that for like 12 years then I could have done things that I can't do now because of that and I mean it kind of sucks like I can tell that I've lost some mental ability but it's better than being crazy, so I can't really complain. But you know me, I like to complain. I just watched a couple YouTube videos on uh, books, of course, classics in particular, and the people were responding to the question, if I want to get into classics, like I want to start out, what would you recommend? And a lot of them said Jane Austen, and I actually have Jane Austen, like, when I get classics, especially, I like to get like a, what do you call it, an omnibus or an anthology that's like all of this person's works. Like I have one on H.G. Wells, Jules Verne, so that, you know, you just buy this one big fat book and all their books are in there. I haven't got around to Jane Austen yet, but I don't, I don't know. It, it doesn't, the idea of what her books are about, uh, like rich women in England and they're looking to be married it just isn't like appealing to me maybe i'm just being snobby or i don't know maybe if i tried it i would like it but if somebody asked me what is an easy classic book to read i would say the stranger by albert camus and because it's a it's pretty short it's really easy to read really plain language um it's told in first person and the narrator forget his name. This is a bonus. He's actually a psychopath. And yeah, I, I like 
My favorite kinds of books are the ones that are disturbing, which I'm sure is a surprise to nobody because I like disturbing things. My all-time favorite is Lolita by Vladimir Nabokov. And if you don't know what it's about, it's about a dude. He's like in his 40s. And he's in love with a girl who's 12. So yeah, he's a pedophile. And it's told in such a lovely beautiful way. This guy had such a way with words. And it's strange because language English was not his first language because he was Russian. And like you're reading this book and well, I mean, I can only speak for myself. And you're like, you find yourself rooting for him to get with this girl. And then you're like, whoa, wait a minute. She's 12. And then you think it makes you feel dirty. And like, I'm like, ooh, like I'm rooting for this. What's wrong with me? I'm disgusting. And then, I mean, if, to me, that's the magic of this book is that it can make you think that way or make you root for this guy that's just a disgusting pedophile. So that's my favorite book of all time. And the, here's the sign of a true book pig. If you have books about books, I started collecting Nabokov's books because, you know, I loved Lolita. So I have a number of his, and then I have a number of books about him. And I also have a couple of books that are just about Lolita, like what, like, I guess, literary criticisms. Like, I have a bunch of books about Shakespeare, you know, literary criticisms of him. He's another one of my favorites. Another book that, if you like crime and disturbing things, you have to read American Psycho by Brett Easton Ellis. Maybe if you've seen the movie, you know, you're like, okay, it's a good movie. It is. But the book is so much more fucked up. It, it's told from the point of view of a dude who is a psychopath. And he's also a serial killer. And um, it's crazy. And it's very, very good. Along the same lines as A Clockwork Orange. I think I mentioned that in, um, in the episode I did about J.C. Galinsky. Remember the two little assholes that killed her? That was their favorite movie. The movie's good, but the book's better. And it's um, it's disturbing. It's told from the point of view of this demented teenager who kills people. And I like books that like push the envelope, that aren't afraid to cross the line. Like between what is, I guess, acceptable or you know, what isn't. And the more disturbing or edgy or um, just plain fucked up a book is, well, the more I'm interested. And I've watched a, a lot of these YouTube videos on the most disturbing books. And I'm sitting there like on Amazon at the same time, like putting, them, putting them in my wish list. And uh, a lot of them are psychological a lot of them are horror, and there's some something called, I think it's splatterpunk. It's just like, it's just gore for the sake of gore. Like, disgusting just to be disgusting, with, with like no value, plain disgustingness. And, you know, I'm all up for that. I don't know what that says about me. Probably nothing good, but um, <laughs> at least I'll admit to it. So, um, right now I'm reading Alibi Girl by C.J. Scoos. I think that's how you pronounce it. And it's, I think you would call it like a psychological thriller type thing. It's, it's good. 
And I always read more than one book at a time. I'll read one fiction and at least one nonfiction. I'm reading Dr. Todd Grande. I know you've heard me talk about him. That's my one of my favorite YouTubers. That's the psychologist. He just came out with a book. I got it for Christmas. And I can't remember the name of it. It's in the living room. And I'm too lazy to go get it. Well, I'd have to go through the gate and the boxes that are blocking Nathan from coming in and everything. But something about serial killers. And, of course, it's really interesting. But I'm reading another book by um, Michael Stone. Did you ever, maybe you ever saw him on TV. He does that uh, most evil show about criminals. Like, he, he has, like, a numbered list, like, that starts out one is, like, you know, not evil or not bad or whatever. And I forget how high it goes. 20-something is the worst. And that's that's a really good one, of course. Nathan's in there snoring, which means I can go back to finishing up my regular episode. So let me know if you like these after-class chats. If you have any specific topics or questions, we can talk about them. Okay, I will see you next week.